Um, so you guys, we're going to turn tonight to 2 Timothy and just look at it for just a moment. Um, so if you have a Bible, you can turn there. And if you need a Bible, we have some. You can just raise your hand and we'll get you a Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 3 is where we'll look for a little bit here tonight. Um, Tiger Woods is known as one of the greatest golfers of all time. I think I have a picture of him. He has won 82 PGA Tour events and 15 major golf championships that he's won. And he's been on a lot of cereal boxes, which is basically success, I think. But it's important to know that Tiger Woods, uh, when he was working hard at learning to play golf, started even before he was in junior high. He was working hard to be an amazing golfer even while he was in junior high. Another one, Serena Williams, is known as one of the greatest tennis legends in the history of sports. Uh, she spent 319 weeks at number one as a singles tennis player. I think that's important. I don't really know for sure. But she's also one of the greatest and highest earning athletes of all time. And she's also made it on cereal boxes many times. But it's important to know that Serena Williams was working hard at learning to play tennis all the way back when she was in junior high. Another one is Yo-Yo Ma. He's one of the most well-known and uh, celebrated cello players. He's a cellist of all time. He's recorded more than 90 albums, and he has received 19 Grammy Awards. Again, I think that's really important. He's also been ranked as one of the most influential people of all time. And he hasn't been on any cereal boxes that I know of, but he's pretty successful. And it's pretty important to know, though, that Yo-Yo Ma, even when he was in junior high, was working hard at learning how to be a cellist, how to play the cello. And it's true that everyone has to start somewhere, isn't it? Some of the greatest greats started being great even when they were back in junior high. And junior high is a time when you start to make some of those decisions about who you're going to be in the future. And as things are changing and and you're moving into a new grade and still sort of figuring out who you're going to be, I know some of you will be like taking all kinds of sports, doing all kinds of different activities, taking lessons for all different kinds of things just to figure out what you like. Um, Maybe at this point you've decided you are like a football person. You've decided that you love swimming, that you love like model robot building or playing the harmonica. And maybe you've decided that you also don't like some things, like you don't really care much about playing the guitar and and you tried soccer, but you didn't like it. Or you tried horseback riding and that was just weird. Uh, But junior high is a time when you think about it, isn't it, that you start building a foundation for the things of the future, for, for the kind of person you're going to be down the road. You're starting to work hard at becoming the person that you'll be in the future. And who knows, I don't know, maybe the greatest uh, cello player, even greater than Yo-Yo Ma, is in this room tonight, and we don't even know yet. Maybe it's you, I don't know. But I do know this, there is one thing guaranteed that you do need to be going hard after. No matter who you are, even now this very week and this very month and this very year of junior high ahead, 
No matter who you are in this room, there is one thing I know, at least, that you need to be pursuing, that you need to be passionate about. And I'm not just talking about a hobby or a sport you play or music lessons, and those are great. You should be pursuing those things. And I hope that there is the next Yo-Yo Ma in this room. But I'm talking about something so much more important for you. And that's what this passage of, of Scripture talks about. It talks about, in 2 Timothy 3 here, almost a call, an instruction. It's, it's an encouragement for us not to give up, but to keep on going in doing something so important. And it's following the Bible. It's going on in God's word. This is, is a matter of importance for your own soul. It's, it's important for your own eternity. It's even important for your own relationship with God. And these verses have a lot for us, I think, tonight. And I think a big idea for us to see from these verses in 2 Timothy is, is this instruction. Keep on going in God's word. In other words, don't give up in knowing the Bible. Keep on going in knowing and following hard after God's word. And this this is the message that Paul wrote when he wrote to Timothy here. He wanted to tell him to keep on going in God's word. Let's read from uh, 2 Timothy 3.14. Paul says, You, however... Continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Don't give up. That's the message that that Timothy wanted to convey to Paul. And here we find Timothy as he's writing this letter, 2 Timothy, uh, to a younger man, really one of his closest friends named Timothy, in case you couldn't figure that out from the title of the book. But this is really one of Paul's most personal letters. And and we get to know Paul a lot as we read through the Bible, what he's like, what he cared about. And here we see him really at one of the more sad times of his life. He's in a prison dungeon. He's been faithful to serve the Lord for years and years. He's gone all over the Mediterranean Sea preaching the gospel, and he finds himself about to die in a dungeon, in a prison. He's been persecuted, called a criminal because he's a Christian. And so he decides that he needs to write a letter to his friend Timothy. Paul even calls Timothy, if you look at chapter 1, his beloved son. He wanted to tell this uh, dear person to him the most important truths that he needed to know for his life as he is about to die. Paul was like a spiritual father to Timothy. He loved him. He wanted to encourage him and to encourage him to know and remember something very important about the Bible. 
And so he tells him here in these verses, keep on going in what you know is true. Keep on going in the faith. Keep on going in the truth of God's word. And Paul tells Timothy here in verse 14, you see that word. It says, you, however, continue. Timothy needed to to continue to remain and to keep on keeping on in what he had learned and what he had believed and what he'd become convinced of. And Paul says, don't give up in that. Paul would be thinking of God's word when he said that. And he knew that Timothy needed to keep on going in what is true. And I think the same thing is actually true for all of us too. For all of us who have come to know God's word and who have been around the Bible all of our lives, just like Timothy, this is a reminder that we need all the time. Keep on going in the Bible. Why? Well, I think these verses help us see why we should go forward in knowing the Bible. And Paul gives Timothy and and us really some very helpful reasons why we should remember to not give up on the Bible, to keep on going in God's word. And I hope these will be especially encouraging to you as we start a new year here in exchange uh, to think about some of these truths about the Bible. So first, number one, if you're taking notes, we can say that we should keep on going in God's word because of who has taught you the Bible. It says that in verse 14 and 15. Look at verse 14 again. Paul is reminding Timothy that he needed to continue And he says, continue in pursuing the word. He says, continue in knowing uh, in in this word that you have learned and become convinced of. And then knowing, do you see that? Knowing from whom you have learned them. Paul is telling Timothy to kind of step back and think and remember, know about those people that have taught him what is true. Paul says, whom you have learned from. Remember those people. And that word whom, it's plural. It's not singular. So he's talking about a lot of people or a couple people at least. He said Timothy should think back on on the people that had taught him about God's word. And and we know from 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy that that Paul had really grown up around God's word. And and he even says in the first uh, chapter of this letter that Paul had his grandmother and mother teaching him the Bible from really his whole life. But do you notice also in verse 15 that Paul says that Timothy had from childhood known the sacred writings? Isn't that amazing? Paul knew from his very beginning, or Timothy knew from his very beginning what God's word said. And Paul probably had in mind Eunice, his mother and his grandmother Lois, these two women. And Paul probably had in mind himself when he said, remember these people who have taught God's word for you. That word for childhood means infant. It's talking about uh, the very beginning of Timothy's life that he has heard God's word. And do you ever notice that uh, parents really kind of pass on some things to their kids? Uh, kids start to do the same thing that their dad does or the same thing that their mom does. If your dad loves a sports team, even when you're a baby, you probably also started to love that same sports team, right? You already had that like Dodgers jersey or that Dodgers 
pajamas, even when you were a baby, because why? Your dad loved them. Or if your mom loves singing, it's been your whole life that you've heard her singing, and you too also love singing because she loves singing. And Timothy needed to remember that his mom and his grandmother loved something very much, and they wanted him to know that in his own life. Lois and Eunice and Paul had had been changed by the truth of the Bible, and they wanted their son and grandson Timothy to also be changed and to see the power of the Bible. And so they started teaching him as a little baby, as an infant. And I think this really isn't too much different from you and me, is it? It's not that much different from us as uh, of, of those of us who have grown up in a church and have grandparents, parents, Sunday school teachers who, who wanted you to know and who still want you to know God's word. They bring you to church and they bring you to junior high week after week. And they have taught you since you were a baby about the Bible. Why would they do that? It's because they've seen that God can change their own life through his word. And they want that for your own life too. And they know that it's, it's true. They've become convinced of it. They believe in it. They see the truth that is there. And they want you to believe it for yourself And Paul tells Timothy, remember those people in your life. Remember their love for you and their love for God's word. And because of that, keep on going in this book that they love too. Keep on going in God's word because of who has taught you. There's a second reason here Paul gives to keep on going in God's word. And it's number two, that because of the Bible's wisdom about salvation. Verse 15 tells us this. The Bible has wisdom for salvation. And that's what Paul says there. You have known these sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation. From childhood, Timothy had been around these words, uh, these sacred, holy, pure writings, God's own word. And, And at some point, he even became a Christian. Maybe he was in junior high. Maybe it was a little before. He, he started to understand that Jesus Christ is a savior, that God has made a way for people to be saved. And he saw that in the Bible. And you see, the Bible isn't just a book of a bunch of nice stories, is it? It's not just a history book, and it's not just a book that has um, a lot of stuff that's really great to know trivia about. This is telling us that the Bible tells us about how to be saved. You know, we could go out and and look at the the sky and see and know that there is a God. But we could also go out and look at the sky and see, I don't know how to be made right with that God. But there is a way to know how to be made right with God. The Bible was written so that we could know about how to be made right, to be saved with God. God by God. It tells us from the very beginning that all people are sinners, that they've sinned against a holy God. It tells us that there is a way to be saved from the consequences and the enslavement to sin. There's a way for you to be made new, to be transformed. 
And it tells us that there is a way to be saved in one person. And look at what Paul says there in verse 15. Salvation comes through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. When we study the Bible, we find all about Jesus Christ. That he is a savior who has come and he has lived the perfect life we have not. That he went and he even died on a cross and he rose again from the grave. We find that God so loved the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And do you see what Paul tells Timothy there in verse 15? That salvation happens through Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. It's good news. And it's why we love the Bible. It's why Paul loved the Bible. It's why Timothy had loved the Bible. It has the power to teach us how to be saved, to show us Jesus Christ. And it's the same reason why we come here to exchange Again, not because we love Bible trivia or we just love talking about some old book. No, we love the Bible because it shows us to Jesus Christ. And that's why we want you to be here at Exchange, so that you would know Jesus Christ, so that you would know this Savior, so that you would know that you can be saved through faith, not by works of your own, but by the works of Jesus Christ on the cross. And Paul says, remember that, keep on going, because that is true. But then there's a third reason to keep on going, and it's because of who wrote the Bible. In verse 16, it says here that Paul says, all scripture is inspired, or God-breathed. What's that telling us? Paul is saying, Timothy, keep on going in the Bible, because this book is God-breathed. It's, it's been spoken out by God. God has written the Bible. Now, we also know that there were human authors that wrote the Bible, right? We can think of Moses. We could think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul that wrote books of the Bible. And we can even see like when we read that they, they have a personality that comes out, like we know, oh, that's Paul that wrote that. That sounds like Paul. Almost like if you got a letter from your grandma, you'd be like, oh, that sounds like grandma. That's how she talks. 2 Timothy 3 is also saying something amazing here. The Bible is is not just a human book. It's saying that God has spoken. God has written a book. And I love how 2 Peter talks about this. It says that uh, in no prophecy, no scripture was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. These were authors who spoke from God. And Paul is telling Timothy, when you read every word of the Bible, you are not just reading a human book. You are reading a book written by humans, but also a book that is written by God himself. And if this book is written by God, what does that mean for you? If you're following this book, It is perfect. It does not have errors. It cannot be wrong. And this book, no matter who you are, has authority for your life. And as Paul already said, it has the wisdom from God to lead you to salvation. I think of it like even if 
Uh, if you received a letter or a text message, whenever that happens from somebody um, you love and you know well, and you see that, like their name pops up either on your screen or like in that letter that you got, and you, and you see it and you go, I want to read that. I know that they've written something directly to me. I want to find out what that says. A lot of people out there are wondering what God has said. They don't know what God thinks about their life. The Bible answers exactly what God wants us to know. And God has written a book for you. Even for you now in junior high, this book has authority. And Paul wanted Timothy to remember that all scripture is breathed out from God. It is given by God. So he says, keep going in the word. Why? Because of who has taught you the Bible. Because of the Bible's wisdom about salvation. And finally, because of who wrote the Bible. And lastly, number four, keep going because of the power of the Bible. The sentence ends with how the Bible is powerful and it's useful for a lot of things. And and God the Spirit uses the Bible to show those who follow him how to live. Isn't that amazing? God has given us instruction about how to live. And Paul says to Timothy here in verse 16 that it is profitable. That means that it is useful. It has a powerful usefulness in people's lives. And we're told that first it teaches. It is good, it's profitable for teaching. That means it tells us what is true. We don't have to wonder, like I said, what God thinks. We don't have to wonder how we should live in this world in a way that pleases him. God has told us. Scripture also, it says, is good for, it's, it's useful for reproof. That means it, it calls us out when we're wrong. It's like a brother or sister that you can't get away with anything, and they, they tell your parents. The Bible has a way of, of showing us what we're doing wrong. It can reprove us. And third, it corrects, it says. And this means that it, to correct, it would be like to improve or restore or to make upright. I think of like when you get braces, what happens to your teeth? It, braces are kind of meant to correct, to restore, to make things right. Well, that's what the Bible is meant to do with your life. It's meant to show you and correct you, to show you what's right, to straighten you out into the right path. And then finally, it says that scripture is able to train us in righteousness. If we want to know how to walk in righteousness, if we want to know how to walk in God's way as a Christian, we're not left to wonder. It's God's tool for teaching us how to walk in his way. And then finally, Paul tells Timothy that this is how the man of God can be equipped, how he can be adequate for every good work. And he reminds Timothy that if you're going to have an impact on the lives of other people, it has to be all about this Bible. It has to be about this book. And you know, when you come here to exchange, that's what you're going to hear a lot of. Sure, you're going to hear older believers, older Christians who have lived life as Christians, but they're always going to point you back to this book. Why? Because this is the book that God has written and has power to teach you what is right, to teach you what is true. This is the book that we want you to know. We want to help you learn and to be taught and even to become convinced of the truths of the Bible. 
We want to do everything we can to encourage you in that. And that's really all I want to do tonight is just encourage you wherever you're at. I don't know, maybe some of you haven't started at all in following the Bible. Maybe you know you're not a Christian. Let me tell you, start. Come and learn from this book and become convinced of it. Believe it. And maybe you've already been walking with the Lord as a Christian and you've been around uh, the Bible and and you know that uh, these things are true. Let me just tell you, keep going. Keep going even while you're now here in junior high. We're so glad you're here. We want you to know this book. We want you to know this word. We want you to see its power. We want you to see that this book can show you how to be saved. Someday, I don't know wherever you'll be, maybe you'll be, like I said, the next Yo-Yo Ma or the next Tiger Woods. And maybe that that would be, um, honestly, that'd be great if you are. But whatever you're doing, wherever you are, wherever you're at, I hope you can say, I can look back on my junior high years and see, even then, that I cherished the Bible, that I loved God's word. Not because it was some dusty old book, but because it has the wisdom to lead to salvation and the power to change me. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Uh, Thank you for uh, the fact that we don't have to wonder what you've said, but that we can know with certainty what you think about us and our lives. Thank you for older Christians that have influenced all of us and who have believed this and want us to know it too for our own lives. I pray that would happen even in small groups, especially this year. And Lord, I thank you for each of these students that you've brought here. I pray that uh, if they do not know Christ, that you would bring them to faith in Jesus Christ. And I pray that all of them would continue in your word. Thank you for your love for us in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.